0: book of Daniel chapter number six and verses 19 through verse 23. The series that we began on last week is simply called faith under fire. Uh, how many of you know that your faith must go through the fire? Not may go through the fire. Someone help me say it must. Ooh, For your own good, the fire gets rid of the imperfections. Amen. Faith must go through the fire. This second message in the sixth chapter of the book of Daniel, beginning at the 19th verse, and we are reading from the New Living Translation, from the New Living Translation. Verse 19 of Daniel chapter 6 reads, hear the reading of God's word. Very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God. Somebody say your God, whom you serve so faithfully. (laughs) Mother, I love this text. Was he able to rescue you from the lions? (laughs) Daniel answered in verse 21, long live the king. My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth (laughs) so that they would not hurt me for I have been found innocent in his sight and I have not wronged you your majesty look at verse 23 and this is why we've chosen the New Living Translation what it says the king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Now look at this. Not a scratch. Hmm. Not a scratch was found on him. For he had trusted in his God. And those that love God's word said, Amen. Reach over and catch someone by the hand. This is the second message in this series, Faith Under Fire. The subject for this message is lifted directly from the text. Verse 23, three words that I want to resonate in your spirit all week long. Everybody that the enemy has ever attacked. This is for you. Everyone who should have lost your mind last year. (laughs) Come on, just hold those hands. This is for you. Everyone that the enemy says, I will destroy you and your family and your career and your health. (laughs) This is for you. Squeeze those hands. Three words. Look at someone and say, not a scratch. Don't sit down yet. Just look behind you and just wave at somebody and say, not a scratch. Not a scratch. Or y'all sit down before church breaks out in here. Somebody just remembered what you went through. I just want to drop something in your spirit. Even if I say I've learned not to preach before I preach. I feel like preaching before I preach. But turn to somebody and say, I don't look like. What I've been through. Just allow that to marinate in you for a minute. You don't look like what you've been through get on the devil's nerve one time just one time just one time leap one time say but god Some of y'all are too sedentary to give God the praise he deserved. Some of you are too cute. Somebody say, I paid too much for this hairdo to mess it up. (laughs) But when I think of the goodness of Jesus... And all he's done for me. My soul cries "Ah!" out. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank 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 you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, on last week, when we began this new series that God has given us, we began by stating that our faith is often made stronger as we go through life's difficulties and hardships. Oftentimes we mistakenly believe that the enemy was out to get us. That is why we went through so much. But God reminds us that some trouble I send your way. Because I want to strengthen you, fortify you, remind you that great is he that is in you than all the forces of evil that are against you. It was said on last week, we shall repeat this every week, that just as gold is perfected, purified by going through the fire, so is our faith. The fire uh, vanishes away burns up all of the imperfections that are associated with gold. (laughs) And only the pure gold survives. I'm preaching to someone now. So God says, Pastor Jackson, when we speak of fire as it relates to our faith, we are referring to those harsh and unusual circumstances we encounter while on this earthly journey those situations that literally shake and challenge our faith. Have you had some things in your life that have literally shaken your faith? It shakes you to the core of your existence. Woo folk look at you and say how did you ever survive that how did you come through a situation like that what god reminded you of as he did in last week's message with these three incredible young men who refused to bow down to the king's music although they understood the consequences what God reminded us of is that I didn't only allow you to go in the fire, but I visited you there. I showed up in the midst of the fire. Somebody ought to be happy right now because I know perhaps you thought you did it on your own, but any witnesses that have join me and say I am so glad that God showed up In the fire, in the midst of everything that was going wrong in my life. God says, I did not allow you to go through it by yourself. I showed up. That's why the biblical author declares, and he is a very present help. In the time of trouble. (laughs) Anybody know he'll show up? Just encourage somebody who may be going through something set by you for a reason. The day God says, I just want to remind you to remind them that God will show up at your weakest hour. Won't he do it? He'll walk with you. He will talk with you. He'll tell you that you belong to him. So we witnessed that on last week. God showing up in the midst of a very difficult situation. And so now, as we move forward to this second message of this series, God has assigned us the task of bringing up once again another wonderful biblical example. This one happened to be found in the same book, the book of Daniel, the faith of one incredible human being by the name of Daniel. A faith that did not waver despite the potential deadly consequences of his obedience to the will of God. Anybody can be obedient when it doesn't cost you anything. Anyone can remain faithful when it doesn't cost you anything. What if it costs you something? Like what happened to my dad raising five children, starting a ministry with a handful of folk, uh, knowing that I committed something to God and his employer comes to him and says, Andrew, you now have to work on Sundays. Dad said, but I can't. I've started a church. I'm a pastor. I have to preach every Sunday. This man looked at him and said, that little raggedy church, those little handful of folk you got, you've got to choose whether or not you're going to entertain them or you're going to support your family. My dad, he said, i give you two weeks to think about it. Dad says, I don't need two weeks. Here are your keys right now. For God I live and God I die. It's easy to be faithful when it doesn't cost you anything. But is there anybody in here that had to make a faith decision when it costs you something? And you say, I choose God. I choose God. To serve God. Such was the case of Daniel. Story that is found in our text today. Testimony of Daniel and how his faith was challenged in a very unusual way. Now, God said to me as I was preparing this message, He says, Now, in order to fully understand and appreciate the incredible testimony of Daniel, you must first allow them to understand Daniel's background. And so just allow me to share a little bit about the background of Daniel. And then you would understand that this wasn't just something that Daniel haphazardly did. Daniel's background is unique. It is all given in the first chapter of the book of Daniel. In that chapter, it was the year 605 B.C. King Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, invaded the nation of Judah, which was the homeland of Daniel. And as it was the custom of those who are victorious in the war to do, they would plunder all of the resources take all of the good stuff, the resources from the land, and they would also take the youngest, brightest, talented uh, of young people back to serve at the pleasure of the king. If you read the book of Daniel, you'll find out that Daniel was one of several young people. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were also a part. Uh, of of that great exodus from Judah entering into a strange land, a land in which some of the great anointed musicians of Judah declared, we find it hard to worship here. I told you last week, Psalms 137, one of my favorite songs, uh, it says that as we considered Zion, This is what the musicians of Judah said. Uh, Our hearts melted. We were depressed when we considered Zion. And those who carried us away in captivity required of us to sing one of the songs of Zion. And we responded and said, how can we sing the Lord's song?" in a strange land they said that we hung our musical instruments on the willow trees and so this was a difficult situation it was hard for them to maintain their joy and to maintain their faith many of them did not as was the case in Psalms 137 they gave up their anointing because they were too uh, depressed but not Daniel (laughs) not Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So Daniel in 605 as a young man uh, goes back uh, to with King uh, Nebuchadnezzar to Babylon and he serves at the pleasure of the Babylonians. But allow me, just allow me the homiletical liberty to take my time and just share something with you that's That's found not in the text, but if you read the history of the text, it would tell you that then there was a shift. Somebody say shift. (laughs) Now, 605 B.C. Now we get to the current text in the sixth chapter and between chapter one and chapter six, many years have passed. Chapter three dealt with these three young men and their incredible testimony. Now, according to history, It is around 539 BC, maybe even a little later. Something has changed. The Babylonians are now defeated by the Medes and the Persians. Their king was King Darius. Now, let me help you understand some. God overthrew Daniel's enemy with the enemies of his enemy. Somebody just got it. But I don't want you to miss this. So I want to see it so that you can understand. God says, I will defeat your enemy with the enemies of your enemy. So in other words, you don't have to do anything but stand still and see the salvation of or the, can, can anybody get this Can uh, look at somebody and say just hold on just hold on keep your mouth shut just sit down you don't have to fight your own fight you don't have to defend yourself it, it bothers me when people say I'm not taking it anymore if I don't stand up for myself who will have you heard that well I have an answer for you God will and if God fights for you, <laughs> then you have no need, as he said to King Jehoshaphat, to fight this fight. For the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. So God raised up the Persians and the Medes to defeat the Babylonians who defeated Judah and Daniel and his people. But here is something that is so unique. Through this whole period, it is believed that Daniel served, Mac, you know this, you are a biblical scholar, Daniel served 70 years under foreign authority. But God saw fit to keep him there. I'm going somewhere. Because sometimes we pray the wrong prayers. Oftentimes we pray, God, change my location. God, put me somewhere different. God, you've got to deliver me from this tumultuous situation that I'm in. And God says, sometimes I'll keep you in a strange place because I've got an anointing on your life that is needed to bless somebody else in captivity. God never did deliver Daniel from Babylon, but God blessed him while he's there. Can anybody just give God a praise for the favor of God that can be on your life, even in a strange place? And so God says... You may not leave your location because where you are has been preordained. It is a part of your destiny. God doesn't show us everything and and, and makes it all clear. Sometimes, I had to learn this. I had to learn this, Deacon Marlon. Sometimes, God will keep you in a place, because that place is a part of your destiny. I read a wonderful writings by the late John Osteen, the father of Pastor Joel Osteen out of Houston, Texas, uh, who passed the original pastor of the Lakewood Church. John Osteen preached a message called A Place Called There. And in that description, John Osteen says, oftentimes, I'm going somewhere, God will keep you there for his own purpose. And we are praying, God, deliver me. God, change me. God, change the situation. Get me up out of here. And God said, no, I need you to stay right there, sit down, shut your mouth, and trust that I know what I am doing. Is there anybody in here can give God a praise for where you are right now. Although it may not be where you want to be, but you're trusting that God knows what he, you've got 10 seconds to put your best praise over a place called there. Look at somebody and say right there. Right there. Don't know why you went through what you went through. But God, but here's the thing, and I got to take my time to preach this. I told the eight o'clock, I I, I feel this text. God says, although I'm keeping you there, I am placing my favor over your life. And God says, I am so awesome that I can show favor to you even in your enemy's terror even in a place of captivity in that job that you hate that you wish you were gone God said it's a part of your destiny to stay there but I've got favor over you that folk that try to destroy you can't touch you folk that are out to take you out can't touch you Ah, uh, uh, I see some of y'all are too young. These young people, I don't even they don't even know who MC Hammer is. But see some of my old deacons who used to wear these baggy pants know who MC Hammer. Is. Uh, yeah, come on. Y'all know, y'all know y'all what? MC Hammer. MC Hammer has something called "Can't Touch This." Look at somebody and say you can't touch where I am now. I am where I am for the divine purpose of God. And God say, I'll bless you right there. You ought to stop praying that God change your location and thank God for the favor right where you are. For even in a strange land, God can give you a great blessing. you got 10 seconds to Shabbat God for where you are. Anyone can say thank you when God changes your location. But can you stay in a dark place? Can you stay in a hellhole? Can you stay in a place where you wish you were gone five years ago? And God said, I'll bless you right there. I'll make your enemy's enemy, defeat your enemy, and I'll give you favor. It doesn't matter who's in charge. The favor of God is on you. Ooh! thank God for favor. Look at somebody and say, thank God for favor. How many of you ever been blessed in a strange place? Don't fool me now. Anybody ever got a good blessing in a strange place? You say, Lord, I, I, I don't know why you blessed me here. And God said, I've got to bless you there. Because when other folks see your blessing, In this strange place, they'll know that it was your God who did that. Somebody ought to throw your Holy Ghost hands up and say, Lord, I thank you. Listen, the favor of God remained on Daniel throughout Daniel's 70-year career in Babylon. It did not matter who was king. Somebody just caught that. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. We can have Obama or a Trump, but as long as there is a God, you're gonna be all right. Look at somebody and say, I have survived worse. And I've got news for every citizen of the United States of America. When Trump is gone and off the scene, God says, I'll still be God. Now, I just want to help you out because, see, some of us thought in 2008, when Obama became president, all your trouble was going to roll away. And you found out you still caught it. You found out it was still hard. And you went through something. But what you discovered was that the antidote to what you were going through was not the resident in the White House, Uh, but it was G-O-D, whose son is J-E-S, you. Anybody know that Jesus made a way for you year after year? And look at you. Look how blessed you are. Look what God, you survived the financial meltdown. Some of you survived foreclosures, divorces, family separation. Some of you survived people lying and backstabbing you. Some of you survived even your own family turning their backs and treating you like they have lost their mind. But you have one testimony that survived through the years. I still have joy. Any witnesses in here, uh, look at somebody and say, favor ain't fair. And God bless me, I don't care where I was or what I went through. I am one blessed somebody. All the blessed folk from the depths of your belly, Shabbat the Lord, your God. The book of Daniel, chapter 1, and verse number 9, said God had given the chief of staff both respect and affection for Daniel. Whew. Now, now I, I just want you to know that this was during the Babylonian reign, but favor did not run out. Listen to this. At the time of our text, Let me fast forward. Because see, I've read Daniel chapter 6 all of my life. I grew up in Sunday school. God rescued Daniel from the lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But what you don't understand is that between chapter 3 and chapter 6, probably over 50 years had transpired. And now Daniel wasn't this young whippersnapper anymore. Daniel was over mother 80 years old. Been on the battlefield for the Lord a long time Daniel had served under two rulers in Babylon first ruler Darius now in Persia and will serve under Cyrus the second ruler in Persia 80 years old but the favor of God remained in his life Darius was now king of Persia And Daniel was serving, listen to what the text says, as one of King Darius' top three administrators. Look what God had done. Now you're in the top three. But this is what got Daniel in trouble. The jealousy of folk who can't handle what God is about to do. In your life, I don't care how old you are. All the folk ought to look at this and think God is never through with you. You can be over 80 years old and still haven't gotten your best life yet. Listen, the other leaders became jealous of God's favor. Can I preach this on Daniel's life? So they devise a diabolical scheme to get rid of Daniel, a scheme that would put Daniel's faith to the test. Turn with me to chapter 6, verses 3 through 5, the New Living Translation. Daniel chapter 3, verses 3, 6, chapter 3, uh, chapter 6, verses 3 through 5. Listen to this. The Bible says this. Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators remember there were only three top administrators and they were over all the high officers now here is what got Daniel in trouble I'm going somewhere because of Daniel's great ability the king made plans to place him over the entire empire can I let you in on something What your haters really don't like about you is not necessarily where you have been or where you are. But what they can't stand is where you hit it. I wish I just... I need some time, ty- another Jennifer, to deal with this. What I discovered haters really don't like about God's anointed is, 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 is not what God is doing with you now, Antoine, uh, what God is doing with you now, young people, Asher and others. But what the haters don't like about you, Christian uh, and others, is what God is about to do in your life. Sometimes the enemy can recognize the greatness in you even before your friends do. And everybody that smiles in your face will not celebrate your future appointment. And the reason you are catching it right now is because the enemy sees the potential in your life. The enemy sees young man, the anointing that's in your life. And the enemy say, I can handle way he has been and what he's up to. I just can't deal with what the Lord got up for him. Because they know that God's got something for you that I has not seen and ear has not heard. Everybody can't celebrate that. You've got 15 seconds to give God a praise over your future." blessings everybody in here know that God is not through with you yet give God a praise look at somebody and say if they don't like you now they really won't like you when they find out what God's plans are here is what best Daniel up Jeff verse 3 said they were all right as long as Daniel was on their level but when God decided I'm to move folk off your level and put you on a level above them that's when haters start acting crazy Verse 3 says this, because of Daniel's great ability, the king had plans to place Daniel over the entire empire. Look at somebody and say, oh, oh that's when trouble starts. They're all right as long as you're right there with them. Y'all dancing and praising God together. You dapping, up. You my dog. You one of us and all of that. But as soon as they realize there's an anointing on your life that's going to take you to a place that they can't go. Ooh, I wish I could preach this. That's when the haters come out. But you've got to remain faithful to God. Uh, and so they divide this plan. They came up with this scheme. Oh, my time is almost up. They came up with this scheme and said, we got to get Daniel. And we know the only way we can get Daniel is that we have to attack his faith. The text says we have to go after his religion. And so they said, we know this about Daniel is that Daniel is a praying man. And he prays to his God consistently. Somebody say consistently. Not jailhouse prayers. <laughs> not, not after you get busted and arrested and locked down and kicked out. Then everybody get religion. But Daniel prayed to God consistently. Uh, and they knew that if we can come up with a plan. To go after his faith, we can get Daniel. So they approached King Darius, and i got to wrap this up in the next few minutes, and they said to King Darius, we want to honor you as the supreme leader who conquered the Babylonians, and we have decided that you should issue a decree that for the next 30 years days only you should be worshipped and all prayers should be rendered unto you you ought to be the sole object of our worship you are the supreme being that deserves all worship for the next 30 days and anyone who violates this decree they ought to be destroyed by a den of lions. and Darius although he was friendly to Daniel and loved Daniel Darius ego took over And folk know how to get to you through your ego. And and so they lifted his ego up, and Darius didn't even think about it, but he signed the decree. Uh, But then verse 10 of chapter 6 is probably one of the most profound of all of this. Let me help you understand this. Thank you to our technicians upstairs. Listen, when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, Not I I didn't know about it. He went home, knelt down, as usual, in his upstairs room. Go ahead, go through verse the next verse, and here's what he discovered. With his windows open. Look at somebody say he wasn't hiding. He 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 wasn't a down low worshiper. He wasn't a closet praiser. But if God has been good to you, ain't nothing down low about your praise. Ain't nothing all pent up in a club. I don't care who sees me praise God. You can go to work and say hallelujah anyhow. You can go home and praise God. In your car you can praise God. If you feel like praising God no matter where you are, even if you sit by a non-praiser every Sunday, you ought to look at them and say, excuse me, but God has been too good for me to praise God with my windows closed. I need everybody and their mamas to know that God's been good to me. You've got 30 seconds to give God a public praise over a private deliverer. touch somebody and say open the windows open the windows go to work tomorrow open the windows praise the lord everybody open the windows pray before you eat i don't care who you're having lunch with open the windows Ah, wherever you, even with a co-worker or a supervisor, I don't want them to think I'm that deep. Well, it ain't about me being deep. I'm just grateful and thankful that God has been good to me. Is there anybody that pray any time, any place? Anybody that give God your best praise wherever you are? Come on and praise Him. Come on and praise opened the window knelt down on his knees and said y'all want me come and get me because guess what i am not taken down on my god tell the enemy come on and get me somebody said, take your best shot if you want me come on and get me i'm a holy ghost filled fire baptized born again running for my life I don't care what folks say or what folks think about me. I'm glad to be saved. Can I get a witness? Anybody know I'm a child of God? I don't care who knows it. I don't care what folk think about you. You're not a child of God because of the outfit you have on. You're a child of God because of what's in you, not what's on you. Amen. How many of you got the power of God living all up in you? And folks say, you don't look like you're saved. Well, how does saved look? I just want to let you know that I've got a story that will prove that God has been good to me. I just need a few. I got to get up out of here. It's Memorial Day weekend. But anybody got a praise? When his enemies discovered that Daniel did what Daniel had been doing. (laughs) Somebody ought to catch it. Don't change what you have been doing for the Lord just because more people are watching you. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, Sister Kim. Keep doing what you're doing. God says, I know your story, and I'll bless you. They went to King Darius and said, this is your decree. You have to honor it. King Darius loved himself some Daniel. The Bible tells us in the text that he tried to get out of it, but they reminded him that once a decree has been issued, it cannot be revoked. So he reluctantly agreed to have Daniel thrown into a den of hungry lions. But look at what King Darius said in verse 16. God will even make your enemy testify. (laughs) Whoo, y'all, I got to get up out of here. May your God, whom you serve so faithfully, rescue you. Daniel, I'm praying for you. God gotta make your enemies pray for you. <laughs> Won't he do it? The text says very early the next morning, King Darius could not sleep all night, tossed and turned and even went on a fast on behalf of Daniel. He got up early that next morning, verse 20 is where this is recorded and he got up left his palace made a v-line to the den of lions and he uttered these words Daniel servant of the living God who was your God whom you serve so faithfully was he able to deliver you from the lions. (laughs) Daniel answered in verse 22, my God has sent his angel. Shut the lion's mouth. The devil is as a royal lion seeking whom he may devour. Tell somebody, God will shut the lion's mouth. Anybody know that God will shut the devil up God will block what the enemy meant to destroy you. Somebody ought to think of something God did for you that only God could do and throw your head back and tell the
1: Lord, thank
0: you. My God sent his angel. Shut the lion's mouth. I heard somebody erroneously say Deacon Parker that uh, God took the appetite away from the lions that's not what the scripture says they still had an appetite but they didn't have the ability to open their mouth the devil still want to destroy you but no weapon formed against you Ooh, can prosper at somebody said they still want you but they can't touch you still want to destroy you but they can't get to you but God, but God now here's the text and we're going home here's the text verse 23 okay the king was overjoyed when he heard Daniel's voice and Daniel said that God has shut the lion's mouth the king was overjoyed and he ordered Daniel to be lifted from the den Same man who ordered him in. God says you're going to order him out. But look at the next part. Ooh. For everybody in here that the devil had his foot on your neck. Some of you, this is not for you because perhaps you never went through anything. But for everybody in here, The devil has messed with your finances, got involved with your family, tried to destroy your health, took your wealth, took everything you had, but you came out all right. Y'all got to help me take this out. Come on, stand to your feet. We're going to read this together. Look at what it said again. Put it back up there. He says in verse 23, I just need you to say, he says this. The king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be removed from the dead. Now grab your neighbor's hand. Shake it. Just shake it. Shake it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Transfer the anointing. Yeah, I yeah, say, I'm going to speak these words into your spirit. I, I'm going to speak these next three words. <laughs> Woo! Into, come on, come on. You got to shake it. Bishop Rogers says, shake it like you're about to shake it. Oh, sometimes you got to shake it, shake it, shake it. Shake your neighbor's hand and say, not a scratch. Let me try this side of the church. Cross the aisles and grab somebody's hand and say, I went through something. The devil thought he had me. I came out. And look at me now. Not eh. A- those hands clap those hands clap those hands lift those hands and say Lord you brought me out how did you feel when you came out the wilderness I felt like running felt like dancing felt like praising God not not a scratch not a scratch somebody ought to praise God look at you look at you look at you look at you you. you look better than what you've ever looked some of you are about to get more than what you ever had not a Come on and put a praise Put a praise. Woo. Go stand by a praise partner and say, neighbor, I don't look like what I've been through. If you only knew my story. I should have been there, I should have lost my mind, Ah. come on meet me at the altar. God did it. God did it. God did it. Brought me out. and if God can do it for Daniel look at someone and say God can do it for you listen as you walk down those aisles I'm reminded of something that my brother Mac and I went through several years ago Fred Hammond said no weapon formed against you shall prosper Heather the said mac and i were driving down a rural country road in newberry and the car hit a deep pothole and the car flipped up in the air turned over two times landed mother lumpkin mother diamond in front of a huge 100-year-old oak tree that the highway patrolman told us would not have moved. I looked at Mac. He looked at me. I said, are you all right? He says, are you all right? We crawled out of the window with the car upside down. I looked at my hand. It wasn't broken. I looked at my legs. They were not broken. I moved my neck. It was not broken. I looked at Mac. He looked at me. Not a God is a protector. When the enemy comes in like a flood, Spirit of the Lord, lift up a standard against your enemy. I'm here to tell you, although your faith has been under fire, some of you came out looking good. Amen you came out all right so the song says no weapon formed against me shall prosper it won't work (laughs) look at someone and say it won't work tell someone standing next to you that God will do what he said he would do he will stand by his word. He will come through. Woo! Anybody know he will? That's a testimony for someone in here now. Come on. Praise to him. Bless us with the word oh, Noel. Weapon. All the worshipers lift those hands.
1: Against me. Shall prosper, it won't work, no weapon formed against me, shall prosper, it won't work, say no. Just lift those hands. He will stand by his word and he will come through. Somebody say, God God will do.
0: someone by the hand not a scratch not a scratch not one scratch (laughs) look at you you should be institutionalized all the stuff you went through all the things people did to destroy you God protected you God locked the lion's mouth When the enemy came upon you to eat up your flesh They stumbled and fell This prayer is for everyone in here that is so grateful That God protected you In the presence of your enemies Amen People often say that Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. But I said this before, there is a difference. He was actually thrown into a den of lions. Amen. He he wasn't thrown into an empty cave. He was thrown into a den of hungry lions. And the text says they put a rock on the top and sealed it. But guess what? God delivered him. And you remember those enemies of Daniel who set this whole thing up? Guess what happened to them? They were eaten alive by the same lions that should have taken Daniel out. Come on and tell them no weapon. No oh weapon.
1: It won't, it won't work. It won't work. Say no. Work. Word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shall, shall Oh, it won't work.
0: Listen, we are about to pray. Here's the key. Daniel had a relationship with God Before he was thrown into the den of lions. See, you can't wait to establish your relationship with God. After all the trouble breaks out. Nowhere else to go. Hellhounds are on your track. Where do you stand with God right now? God says, I see you in church every week. the question is do you have a relationship with me that goes beyond just coming to church God wants you to have a relationship now and so here's the deal both in the case of Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego one thing they had in common in this text church mothers let me point this out they did not even pray when they were in trouble. (laughs) When God is on your side, you don't even have to pray. Oh, good God. They didn't even ask God. God, please show up. God, please deliver us. They went in knowing that the God they serve was able to do that. Do you have such a relationship with God that even if they try to destroy you, You don't even have to know about it. God says, I've already worked it out. Close those eyes right now. And after this prayer, perhaps there's someone in here this day. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to to, to make it right with God before trouble breaks out in your life. Amen. Amen. Then watch God show up. When your back is against the wall After this prayer Perhaps there's someone in here That said Pastor Jackson I want to make a commitment To the God I worship every Sunday And it doesn't mean that you're perfect Because none of us are It just simply means That I, I am Committing to God I am taking a stand For the God I serve close those eyes right now. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We, we honor you this day. We thank you. Your word said in the new living translation, not a scratch, not one. <laughs> Daniel certainly did not look like what he had been through. Whew. Thank you, Lord, for this blessing. Thank you for reminding us that you will show up at our darkest hour. Thank you for those that are viewing by way of internet, listening by way of radio. We touch and agree right now that the environment may not be conducive to what they would want. But I thank you for reminding us that you can bless us even in a strange place. Have your way, Lord. Move in a mighty way. We thank you and we declare it is already done. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your arms around somebody and say, not a scratch. Say, no weapon. Come on, if you're here, you want to make that commitment. Come on, young person. Oh, the person, whoever you are, come on now. You want to make that commitment to the Lord right now. You come. Meet me at this altar. Come on. God will. Walk down those aisles and just stand. God, wherever you are right now, somebody know what it is. Anyone know that you are Lord our God.
1: Come on. Come on.
0: Come on. No weapon. weapon. Anyone else? Come on. Come on. God's calling you right now. Any Daniels in here? Anyone want to make it? Clap those hands and and tell no weapon, God will. will Somebody say man. what he said. He will stand
1: by his word. He will stand by his word. He will. He
0: will, come he will Listen, come amen. I want to recognize one of our deacons who's back. I hope he's still here. having less Where Deacon Ramel Sinclair. Been out.